Welcome to the Creative Finance Playbook, where we'll show you how to buy property without banks or credit using creative finance strategies. Join your hosts, Jen and Joe Delafave, as we embark on a thrilling journey to financial freedom through real estate. With our expert advice and insider tips, you'll learn how to build wealth and achieve your dreams. So tune in and get ready to take control of your financial future. Hey, 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 welcome to another podcast with uh, myself, Joe. And I'm Jen. And uh, today we got some fun stuff, guys. We're going to do some Q&A. You might hear a, a live seller call. That's right. I have a seller who is um, interested in selling her house and we would like to buy it. She's got a really low interest rate of, I think, two and a half percent. And she says that she talked to Lexi that she'd be open to terms. And so we're going to see about that. I just called her probably about 10 minutes ago and she says she's just bringing the groceries and that she'd call me back shortly. So we might be receiving this call live if she doesn't ghost me. Super exciting. Yeah. I can't wait. So of course, this gets uploaded to the podcast, which it will. Uh, you guys are in for a little bit of a treat if she calls me back because this is a nice house, guys. Built in 2013. Uh, she's already living in another house has some memories of this house that she doesn't love and she wants to get rid of it. She's making this $2,000 payment on this house. It's right outside of Buffalo, New York in the snowy part. Uh, Cause right now it is January 16th and it is cold up there. I think they're having like one, two, three degree weather. So it's a little bit frosty, but today, and unless we have to interrupt one of the questions, it's Q and a day, which is some of my favorite stuff that we're going to go over. Yeah. If you're listening and you're not part of our Facebook group, it is an awesome place to be. You can drop questions every week or whenever you might have one. And if we're able to get back to you in the group, we do as quickly as possible. But otherwise, we compile these questions and we chat about them live so that everybody can hear them and kind of walk through them. If you're listening live right now, you are always welcome to drop that question into the chat and we can go over anything real estate related. Creative financing is our specialty where we don't have to go to banks and we don't need our own credit. Um, but guys, we've been doing this for a while now and there are always questions popping up so we are lifelong learners so if we can share our knowledge with you as you're learning in your journey we're super excited to be able to do so well creative finance you are right is our specialty but we got some other stuff cooking right now don't we we always have stuff cooking <laughs> <laughs> well besides dinner or what's for dinner we got some deals we've got um so we just bought one in williston florida did yeah. i say that right i think so williston Yes, Williston, Florida. Seller um, would only be open to cash. Or we're trying to get the thing to focus. It was only open to cash on that deal, um, but gave us a really, really big discount. And so we are making that deal happen. We already closed on that. Mm -hmm. We have one that we bought with cash. And well, I think if you pause right there before you roll to the next one, you know, the important part there was that there was actually a tenant living there. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes that's a question I've seen before is, you know, do you buy properties with inherited tenants? And the answer is we do. Um, boy, do we. Boy, do we. And so I just wanted to, you know, share that because don't let that stop you from, you know, making the deal. And in this case, the property Joe's talking about is a very lovely woman who's been living there for a little bit. And so she was quite nervous that we were just going to, you know, give a boot and tell her to get out. And that is not the case. You know, obviously you still want to, um, you know, work with people and she's paying rent. And so we're going to work with her while we fix a couple of things up because this property does need a little bit of work. We just uh, overnighted a check. Yeah, we just sent out a big check. The uh, Believe it or not, the previous owner did not have heating or air conditioning in this property. It wasn't working. So as it's getting a little bit colder, this is in northern Florida, but it still gets chilly, right? So this poor lady's living in this house without any heat or any air conditioning. Yeah, not good. Um, so that part was a quick, easy fix. Well, not easy. It's very expensive, but we're going to do it the right way from mm -hmm. the beginning. And she was grateful. Like we did not raise her rent. We told her what we're going to do with the property. And so she was super excited. Guys, we have a live, live seller, seller call. call calling me right All now. Right. So you get to hear it live. All right. Hello, this is Joe. 
Hi, John. It says uh, Becky Wolford. You just called me. Hey, Hello, Becky. Did you, get, did you get all the groceries in the house? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got everything in. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know you're getting super cold right now. So, but um, I'm glad we could connect. Um, Lexi was talking to us about your property, and we were we're certainly interested. We we have um, a couple in the area, and our attorney is right in Buffalo. So um, we, we definitely love that part of town. And Lexi was mentioning to me on the phone that you might be open to seller financing if we could agree on the price in terms. Is that right? Maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking about it too, but it's like, you know, I'm, a, I'm 62 and there's like 12 and a half years left on that. I'll be 75 <laughs> before I actually reap any rewards from my equity. So I don't know. I'm thinking. Yeah, well, we certainly wouldn't want to wait that long to get you cashed out. Uh-huh. So. Well, because there's that much left on the, my mortgage as it stands. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. So generally what we would do is we would buy it with seller financing, but then we would work on a time frame and it, we wouldn't have to wait that long until we get you cashed out for your balance. You, you, you won't need to wait that long. All right. I'm getting old. <laughs> well uh, Lexi was mentioning that it sounds like it's a beautiful house um she said I think it was built what not too long ago 2013 is that right yeah right okay and she yeah. mentioned it's got a big pole barn on it um yeah it's set back but yeah it's a 1200 square foot pole barn it's got two 18 foot doors front and back and it's got a regular size garage door on the outside, like took the lawnmower out and a man door and windows and an extra thick floor in case somebody wanted to put a lift in it. Wow. What were y'all doing with the, the barn? Was it just storage? Um, well, it was gonna be uh my ex was gonna work on cars and stuff, put a lift in there and he never did anything. So um yeah, it's pretty much storage guys. Yeah. Unfortunately let somebody Put a few things in there. <laughs> we got, yeah, yeah, that's got to go. <laughs> well, that's all right. I had, I had the storage, really. I had my lawnmower and tools and stuff in there. That's basically what I used it for. It was nice, you know, nice breeze through there when you open both doors and stuff. Yeah. And Lexi mentioned you live right in the same neighborhood. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so, it's oh, I love Grand Island. You got everything here. Yep. Yeah. You got the river, you got the golf course, the beach, yep. nature trails, the automobile, you name it. Bar, restaurant. Yeah, the golf course is practically in the backyard. Yeah, I do. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Love, I love it. So she was mentioning you're asking around 360 for it, 350 range. Is that right? Yeah, like 360. Okay. Um, I sent her a picture of, I mean, you know, a screenshot of what um, my mortgage company had evaluated and and um, my buyout price, okay. the buyout from them would be. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'd definitely be interested. And in, so what we would do is if we were to buy it, we're not realtors, so there's no 6% commission. And if right. if everything works out, we pay our half of the closing cost, but we'd have to, we'd pay your half too. So that'd save you a few thousand dollars there. Um, and right. and then what we would do is we would take over making the existing payments um, until we right. get it cashed out later on. And what we do is we actually work with some folks who are going to plan on owning it down the road. So once they finally do qualify for a mortgage, and I got one of the best guys in New York, um, once they do, that's right. when we just pay you off. So I I wouldn't have to wait twelve years. That's for sure. Oh, okay. I see how you work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is that something that would, it would work for you? Um, it sounded better. It okay. sounded better. Yeah. Because I, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a much luck with, um, my offer because of the interest rate. <laughs> well, that's part I'd of it too. I think Lexi mentioned you have an interest rate in the 2% range. Is that right? 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what's really slowing down the market right now with rates being so high, it's making it almost impossible. And one of the ways that we've been doing right now is we're able to buy the house, but leave that existing mortgage in place so we could take, a, right. you know, have that low interest rate. And I think that's what's been great about it. 
Um, because okay. if you add in the taxes and the insurance at today's interest rate, my gosh, that payment just it gets to be so high. Yeah. It gets to be really yeah. hard. And and so yeah. we've been working with some renters. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I refinanced that of like two years ago or something when the rates were real low. Mm -hmm. I saved like $60,000, $70,000 just in interest by refinancing. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing is we're running into right now a lot of renters who want to rent it until the rates come mm -hmm. back down a little bit. And then yeah. they're able to finance it. And then once they do, that's when I would call you up and say, oh, good news, Becky, you know, you're know, you getting paid your equity and we're paying everything else off. Um, and, and that's when we make a little bit something too. So we can't wait for them to do it. Right. I've got one happening right. next week right in uh, Rochester. So um, it's it's really excited when you can help a renter turn into a homeowner too, because they're excited about it. Right, right. They got to establish their credits. Well, <laughs> yeah, I just is a paralegal and she was saying how to go you know how this works kind of but she had it a little different how she does it but i uh you guys yeah it's it's a little different but it's still along the same lines yeah and we work with rick borman right in buffalo who's an attorney who's been doing this for a really long time and he crossed all the t's and dots all the i's and um does a great job okay all right. Well, yeah, I just got home and she wanted me to send some pictures over, which I uh, tried to do in the car a little bit. And they're too spread out. And I'm like, okay, let me yeah, I take a few minutes to do this. Okay. So if we were to do it, you're thinking around 360, is that right? Yeah. Okay. What other offers have you gotten so far? Anything good? No, not really. Okay. What, what was the highest one? Well, 325. Yeah, so they wanted to, you know, that guy. And I was like, man, I shouldn't really let him slip away. But I don't know. Because at that time, my house was worth 380 or something. Mm. You know, they fluctuate. Yeah. Well, I think what you're asking is definitely in the range for what we're looking for. So that number, that shouldn't be an issue. I can't wait to see the pictures. And then once again, if we buy it, there's no fees. There's no closing costs and, and anything you'd have to worry about. So... It really all it is is just a delayed cash sale for full price. So if you're just a little flexible okay. on when we get you cashed out, this is the way to make the most amount of money in it. Yeah, without me, um, yeah, like you said, the cost of the real estate percentage. Yeah. And the closing cost and all that, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to free up $2,000 a month for me, which... <laughs> With those price of groceries, we're practically eating that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Plus, keep plus keeping the heat on and all that costs some money too, right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. So if yeah, yeah. just a question, because I'm sitting with Jen right now. Um, if this all sounds good to you, and you send the pictures over, and it's what we like, and we could, you know, work out the terms, how soon are you thinking of of selling it? ASAP. Okay. So if we were able to close in a few weeks, that would work for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, my contractor, his mother lives right in Niagara Falls, and we have a property in Niagara Falls and like out in the out in the country a little bit. And uh, we've got one in North Tonawanda, but we don't have one in Grand Island yet. And I've got some folks looking there for this. So this would work out really well for us. And I think it would work out well for you too. So can you do me yeah. a favor? Just send me the pictures when you get a chance. And if so, we're just, I'm taking notes. If we were to buy it at 360, you have a payment of around 2000 and that's including the taxes and insurance. Is that right? Okay. And if I were to buy it at 360, cover all the closing costs, and we take over that $2,000 payment, um, what's the most the amount of time you'd give us until we have to get you cashed out? Uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know. A few years. I don't know. It would be nice. The sooner the better. But um, how old am I? I'm sixty-two. I'm uh, like you just adding it up. Okay, the arthritis kicks in, and the knee goes, and the <laughs> oh, I get it. Uh, yeah, the sooner the better. I'd love it with under five years. Okay. I think I can make the five-year mark work, but there's no prepayment penalty. So if we pay it off sooner, there, we don't get any fees or anything like that. We just pay it off sooner. And that's when I mentioned that's when we get paid too. So 
Um, I'd like to get it done as soon as we can, but I think if you're able to do the five-year span um, up to five years, many times it comes off sooner, um, I think we can make right. that work. Okay, I think it sounds good. Okay. Um, do you you have the pictures already with you? Yeah, okay. I am on my phone. I just had a, I'll just, there's just a place. I'm going to try to send like the kitchen and the living room and then I'll do each bedroom because I got to go through my phone and they're all... <laughs> Well, I mean, the house is, I know it's close to new. It's only 10 years old. Does it need anything at all? Or is it pretty close to moving ready? Well, it's moving ready if you like carpeting. I, you know what I mean? But um, that's why I didn't ask full price because I know somebody, if I picked out a floor and put it in, they change it anyway. So, yeah. you know, I'm thinking that comes off the price. And the, um, it's just, it's just a, stone driveway it's long it's but the pad and the, the garage is concrete i got nice patios i did with you know stone and you know whatever but it is moving ready I okay mean, good well the good news is we we buy it as is so if there's anything that even you know an old sofa you leave behind don't worry about it we will we take care of all of that so there's no worries there well yeah <laughs> like Gotta mention for them to yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's cool. Cause my basement, I have a pool table and a bar area and all that. I'm. I was gonna do um like Airbnb for a little bit just to set off the cost. Yeah. So I would start work. I'm working on that, making it like so up. You know, it could sleep up to ten if they wanted. But um, I just better get rid of it than the hassle. Yeah. Is there <laughs> is there an egress window in the basement? Um. No. There's not an egress. That's what stinks. Yeah. I. Yeah, I was never, when I was building it, I never thought I should have had a doorway like put in for the basement mm -hmm. to get up the outside, but I never did. Um, it, no, it doesn't have an egress window. That's got it. Because it's attached to our yard, including that is square footage that I believe, because the basement semi finished. Okay. Um, that's no worries. I just know you got to be careful renting a property with people being downstairs if there's no egress window. Um, we've had to put them in a few of our properties because they had a finished basement. Sure. So it's always better to be safe than sorry. That's for sure. I've noticed. Um, all right. Perfect. The only thing I get to the ceiling in the basement, really, it's, you know, drywalls and you know, the floors are stained and there's a large area that's got uh, luxury vinyl tile flooring in it. But, um, you know, the walls are nice and everything. It's just don't look up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I can't wait to see the pictures. Good. All right. We, I'm going to send you some pictures as soon as I hang up. So my question to you, if you send the pictures and we love the house, what's the next step? Do we just put this in writing what we talked about and we could get on a call and, and do that? And if all looks good to you guys, we just okay everything and close? I guess I was gonna like had thought I would have to go get a lawyer, um, real real estate lawyer or something. But uh, I do both sides. Or I would put you in contact with our attorney. He could probably recommend somebody if you don't already have somebody. He knows everybody in town. He's been doing this for a long time, so um, I'm sure we could we could work that part out. Um, just you know, obviously, if the numbers look good to you guys and it looks good to us, and the pictures come out like I think they will, um, you know, everything right. sounds great. And I'll be honest with you, I I love that 2.5 interest rate because I don't think we're ever going to see that again. So the real yeah. incentive here is, you know, it's a beautiful property, beautiful neighborhood, got the pole barn. It's 10 years old and it's got an interest rate of 2.5%. So that's really the key is that interest rate. And that's why I love that deal. Right. Right. And I also... um. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even mention it. Yeah, it's got AC. I didn't, she didn't ask me. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's, and yeah, everything's nice. It's all on the first floor. It's a forever home. Your washer and dryer is right in the mud room. You know, and you walk in the back door, got a bench to sit on, laundry. That uh, was going to be my forever home. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see the pictures. Well, if you get, when you get the chance and we get off this call, send them over and then, um, I'll plan on maybe we get on another call today. Okay, sure. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank I'll, you. I'll let Lexi know what we chatted about and uh great talking with you, Becky. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Okay, you too. All right, bye. You too. Bye. Bye. There we go. Nicely done. Good job, babe. I'm gonna talk with Lexi real quick. Still had a timer too. Well, you know. Hey, Lexi, comma. I just spoke with Becky. Period. She's going to send over some pictures of the house. We were definitely interested in writing this one up today. Okay. So cool. anyone just tuning in, we are having our live Q&A, but Joe had called a seller just before we hopped on live and uh, she needed a few minutes to put her groceries away. So she just called us back. And so definitely go back and listen to the whole call there. It is a closing call. So a lot of people get all nervous and really scared to hop on that call after you ask those 10 questions. But guys, that was easy. Well, it's really, I just asked the questions really like, what do you need for the house? And I'm putting my toe in the water to see if she's any book you know, budging on that, things like that. But obviously you could hear that people are offering her to 325 and she's turned off by that. She really wants 360. Well, if I could buy it for 360, but at a two and a half interest rate, because that's what she has, that's a win for us. Um, her payment with taxes and insurance is 2000 a month. And I think the area rents for, especially with the pole barn, you're probably going to get 2,500 um, on the safe side. So with that being the case, it being 10 years old, maybe you need a little bit of paint, maybe some carpet here or there. But most of the time, we just offer rent to own as is. And with that opportunity, you're going to get a lot of people interested. I was curious. I didn't know if you were going to keep this one or. Oh, we definitely keep that one. Offer it rent to own. It's close to the beach. Mm -hmm. um, so Grand Island is a little island off like Buffalo, New York, right between Buffalo and Niagara Falls. So if you want to drive into Buffalo, you're there probably in 15, 20 minutes. If you want to go to Niagara Falls, it's probably another 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Not far. It's kind of slapped out yeah. in the coldest place in America, just about. But <laughs> hey, there's a lot of people who live there, and this is a great area. Fun fact is when Buffalo Bills players live in Buffalo, a lot of them like to live in Grand Island. Ooh la la. There you That's go. Fancy. Well, I think this is a great segue into a question that is getting asked. So if you do get a five-year balloon, mm -hmm. you want to explain first what balloon even means? Because I know balloon, I was like, what do you mean balloon? Yeah, so what she's saying is if we were to buy it at 360, she would want to get cashed out in five years. She says she's got 12 years left in the mortgage, and that was a turnoff to her. She didn't want to wait 12 years. Mm -hmm. So what's her hot button? She wants the price. She wants a quick sale. And she wants to know she's going to get her big lump of money in the next X amount of years. And she didn't want to wait 12 years because she says she's 62. And the our back end was telling us that she's planning on retiring. So when she reached out to us, um, I mean, she sent this whole thing. It's got a 1,200 wow, yeah. square foot pole barn. Huge paragraph. That means they're motivated, guys. Yes. Um, what we've learned is when we ask the opening question, guys, if your response is like some big, huge paragraph, they're usually pretty motivated. If it's like one answer, one word answers, eh. Uh, but she sent us this whole thing. It's a huge pole barn in the back. House is built in 2013. It's got two 18-foot garage doors on the pole barn and a man door, so just a normal door too, um, So, which is awesome. And I know a lot of folks would love to have that. It's in Grand Island, New York, and she got a divorce and has nothing but you know bad memories there. Got a, She inherited a house from her parents in the same neighborhood, and now she's living there. And now she's got this vacant house that's costing her $2,000 a month. So high motivation. Mm. Um, and it's a good deal because the house is a turnkey house with a low interest rate, <laughs> low payment um, for that area. And um, her total payoff right now is she owes about one seventy because she sent it to us. So when you're dealing with a motivated seller, guys, like she, I mean... I'll make sure her name is not on here. It's not. But I mean, like, this is what they'll send you. Like, there you go. That's her payoff. So this is the neat thing about when you're dealing with motivated sellers versus somebody who's not motivated. Now, the trick is she's also talked to other people. Um, and she sent this to that her house is worth $376. Um, so she's talking to other people. We're not the only ones. But the thing is what I love about creative finance is I could offer her her price at 360 because I'm going to be able to have a two and a half percent interest rate. So there's the incentive for us to do that deal. Now, five years, we have to get her cashed out. But this is why I love doing rent to own and why this is our favorite exit strategy once we own a property. Um, we could do Airbnb. That's just not our thing. Now, I know a lot of people love it and I think it's great. Mm -hmm. For us, 
we love rent to own because why? You don't get messages or voicemails at 1.15 in the morning that the heater's making funny noises. Oh, did that happen to you, dear? <laughs> With our one rental last night, yeah. So all of our properties we have all over the country where we do have them. Um, oh, do you want to hear? Speaking of, I want to hear from a realtor. Here we go. Live action, guys. We'll get to the Q&A. <laughs> hey, Carl, how are we doing? Good, Joe. Hey, I just sent you an updated offer from those people. They came up to 170. Boom. There we go, buddy. She just wanted to do an early occupancy um, and make sure that all the work was done that she requested. Well, giddy up. Let's go ahead and do it. We got to get Derek on that, and um, I'll have this done and sent back to you guys. All right. If, you, if you're cool with it, I will go, I will get it ready for e-signing and send it to you, um, and then we should be good from there. But I will call Derek and make sure he understands that this needs to be done ASAP. If he needs me to get somebody else out there to do it, I will. But Okay. You know. And it was a we couple of small it. things. The, 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 what is it? The uh, shoot them. Thermostat and then, uh, you know, just touch up paint, sheetrock, you know, the little things that we talked about, cleaning it up. Yeah, and I want to give you a heads up. I talked to Derek and the two doors that were there um, aren't really that great. So he ordered two new doors. Uh, there were special orders. And he said he's going to have them. I believe they come in today. Today, that was my understanding too. Yeah, so, I mean, he's going to be there anyway. So tell him to pick up a thermostat and some kick moly and we'll obviously take care of that too okay i'll learn this great job bud thank you man all right, bye. You all right bye bye yay okay okay so that was uh an out-of-state flip we're doing real quick there ladies and gentlemen <laughs> with a realtor <laughs> so that's the selling end of it we bought this property for a hundred thousand um, we were initially told it's going to take a uh, 10 to fifteen thousand dollars with the renovations came in at 21 grand Either way, always happens, guys. No matter what they tell you, it's always going to be more. Always anticipate it more. But it doesn't matter because we got 121 into it plus a couple of thousand in closing costs. And you could see we just had it sold for 170 cash. Um, take out 5% commissions because that's what he's charging us. I think that nets us about a $35,000 profit. And the notary was able to get to Pensacola. So seller signed her half. We're buying another one. <laughs> and we just sold one and buying one. All right. So this is kind of a day in the life, actually. Not so much Q&A. We're, get, we're getting to the Q&As here. Um, lots of fun things happening, but have fun along the way. We sat, you know, to be completely transparent, we sat at the same computer since 9 a.m. for a Massachusetts uh, court hearing. Eviction. Eviction. Uh, we sat on there until 1.30. Yeah. Guys. Like insane but that's another story for another day we're in the middle of all of that but we're still working on evicting um, a property that we did inherit a tenant who was non-paying we were well aware of that but so let's go back to real quick did we finish the balloon talk so there? it's like the whole thing of emotion selling one closing on one trying to make a deal on a new one Evicting. doing an eviction with somebody who hasn't made paid rent in four years yeah um all in just what five hours today yeah so if you want to see what Joe and Jen's life is like, here you guys go. Slow cooker is cooking dinner. That's how we get it done around here. Um, so yeah, five-year balloon payment. And so I think the question does come up. So we have someone here that's in Rob's creative camp. You know, in five years, how do you refinance that? Or, like if you're not doing rent to own, because obviously with our strategy, that's why we love it is because we're just transferring ownership to the tenant buyer when they're ready and qualified but what is the exit plan for folks who are doing Airbnb typically? Do they have one? I'm like, going to be the, okay. I'll uh, be helpful. Instead of saying I would just do rent to own on this situation, well, you know, because I'll give you an example. Yeah. If somebody gives me a, a super long term, then that's one thing. And I could work around Airbnb, do a short term, midterm, long term, whatever you want to do. For the ones that I have to do a five year, I've got a couple of options. I could do rent to own and hope my renter buys them five years and they will. Um, or say they don't and they move out. We just got one back, guys. We're actually showing it today. Um, our renter gave us back the property at the end of the year because he fell in love, met a young lady who already owned a house on the other side of town, and that's where she's only going to live in her house, so he moved in with her. So he says, I am so sorry, guys, you get your property back. So I put in a third rent-to-own person in this property. Um, the first one's burned it down. They didn't burn it down. They started a kitchen fire. fire. Um, however, because that stuff happens, if I have a short term, I would do rent to own. Or if I was going to do an Airbnb, I would put in an Airbnb for the 
one, two, three, four years. That's At the fifth year, I could sell it. Just mm -hmm. put it in the market and sell it if I want to cash out of it. Because why? I've been writing off depreciation. I've been earning some income. I've been paying down my balance at a 2.5% interest rate. So I'm paying it down quickly. Yeah. I built in some equity. And I would sell it. Me going to the bank and to refinance it. Guys, my credit score is an 800. I'm never going to go to a bank and refi out of a property. No way, nope. no shot. So that's just for me. Whatever your tolerances are, you can. But you can refinance it if you truly wanted to. I just highly advise not doing that because in my opinion, and I learned this from our coach, Ron the Grand, is that's probably the that number man. one um, biggest mistake you can make when buying real estate is using your own credit mm -hmm. and banks. So that's my honest answer. Yep. No, I love that. So I wanted to just have that put out yeah. there. But you know what I love though? We put in a renter and in two, three, four, four, four-ish years, they're going to buy that property. So when they move in, we're going to get a 10, 20, on a property that nice, we're going to get a 10, I'm sorry, a 20 to $40,000 non-refundable option deposit. We're going to slate to make probably about 500 bucks a month on the rent. And then when they do buy it out down the road, that's when you get your back end check guys. And that's when we're going to probably, I mean, I would list that a minimum at 399. If oh my more. word. <laughs> and we'll have that discussion. I'm sure. Um, but at 399. Yeah. Um, they're locking in that price for probably the first two years. And then after that, you know, we're able to adjust that price to market rates, which is usually a little higher. If they didn't buy, we don't throw our renters out. We just let them stay there a little longer until they're able to qualify. And sometimes they're, they have good credit, but maybe they're self-employed and they just need to show more income. You know, they need to cut more lawns or do more of this, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they're a great person. They just went through a divorce and their credit just took a little bit of a dive, but it's going to turn around. Um, and some people just while out one way or another and uh, mm -hmm. need time, right? And that's what we could do. And again, if you're doing rent to own, I just wanted to preface that, you know, you really should make sure you have the proper education. It's nothing that we just learned from watching a couple of YouTube videos or a couple of things here and there that we piece together from like emails or Instagram posts. Like we got the coaching, we learned how to properly place people to have all the paperwork done correctly. Um, to make sure that we use screenthetenant.com. So we're placing the right people in the right homes. And then also having that end buyer being able to cash out and have the uh, the loan officer in place there, having that creative way to be able to possibly get this done. We've got one happening probably next week mm -hmm. um, where these folks have been renting for a few years and now they're getting ready to buy the Two property. Years. These people moved in in 2017, y'all. It when you're having fun. <laughs> um, but it's true though. I just want to say that because I see sometimes people are just trying to wing it and it's really, this is really important to dot all your I's, cross all your T's. Things could go sideways real fast if you have the wrong paperwork or if no paperwork. So Or the wrong process. That's what I just want to throw it out there. We have spent a lot of time, a lot of money and so much education making sure that we're taking care of people in the right ways because this is their home. It's big. It's a big investment for everybody. It's so. the biggest investment you're going to yeah. make your whole life is generally the biggest purchase is going to be your home. So the, making sure their process is done right, you have the right documents, the right uh, you know, folks to help you mm -hmm. is extremely important for your success to make sure it's not just for you, but it's also to give your renters the best shot. Now, are they going to buy it? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. And if they don't, you'll find somebody else who will love this opportunity because if you're in, I don't care what city you're in or what town you're in, if you go on Zillow or wherever and you look for any properties that are available, rent to own, where you can move into your future home now and pay rent until you're able to qualify for a mortgage, there's you're going to be the one of one. There's not going to be many of these properties like this in your area. And that's why when we advertise a property rent to own, we have to actually hire somebody to screen all of the incoming inquiries because we get a ton mm -hmm. as we're getting right now. And I'm so excited to just pat myself on the back that finally it's taken me years to get to the point where I could onboard and train somebody without feeling like overwhelmed and stressed out. So as you're doing the processes yourself, if you're um, in our coaching program or you're doing your thing for you guys just take a few minutes after you do something and just type it up mm -hmm. <laughs> like save yourself some time or screen record it if you can so that you can then look back if you need it um, or also use that as training tool because you just never know so uh, and I want to say there's a few of our clients who I could see who was actually in there hey guys um <laughs> Write that down, okay? If you create any processes that you're doing in your business, whether it's talking to sellers or buyers or whatever that is, 
whatever your process is, you want to document all of the things you're doing as tedious as this sounds, because eventually you're going to replace yourself and have somebody do it for you. And the easiest way to train them is to give them the processes that you've already done, that you've created that work. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when we just onboarded somebody. I gave Jen the biggest high five of ever because she was like, wow, that was really it's easy. almost too easy. I felt like it was always a struggle, but it well, shouldn't, shouldn't be that compared way. to what we used to do. Yeah. We had to have somebody work for us, teach them everything. Eventually they leave to go to either do it themselves or whatever. And then what are we doing back to ground one again, starting mm -hmm. all over fresh, teaching somebody new, all the same stuff. So now we have it documented. It's more of a plug. -and -play. I got a kudos to Abby. Cause she was the one who's got me using notion and all these fancy. Little oh, Abby. Yeah. All right, Jesse, I see you have a question. Would you consult with an attorney or title company to walk you through the seller finance slash mortgage assumption process? First time newbie, kind of looking for a roadmap to make sure you get it right. Um, so great question. I would definitely consult with an attorney mm -hmm. and um, we are not assuming the mortgage. So yeah. um, what we're doing in that situation is we'll buy the property, but we're not assuming the mortgage. What is assuming it means? That means I have to have that bank pull my credit. They're going to have to make sure that I qualify for the mortgage. And then they're going to remove that debt from the seller's credit and put it onto my credit report. That's what you have to do through assuming it. But there's also ways that you can buy it with what they label as creative finance. And all that means I'm able to buy it, but the loan stays in the original seller's name. I don't have to get bank approvals. I don't need my credit checked. Um, none of that process has to happen. And we will continue to make those payments on the seller's behalf directly to their bank without having to qualify. Because guys, if you're buying real estate and you start putting all of these loans on your, your credit report, eventually you're going to have some heavy debt on your credit report. And your credit report does not know your income, guys. So all your credit does is looks at debt. And when you start weighing your credit down with a lot of debt, your scores drop. Doesn't matter what your income is because your credit agencies don't know your income. They don't care about it. They just look at your debt load. And if you're carrying a heavy debt load, your borrowing power goes down. And so therefore, I was in finance for 20 years at the car dealerships. I can't tell you how many people I would see who run multi-million dollar businesses, but they'd have the building in their name. They'd personally sign for it, but it was in the company name, but it's on their credit report. They'd have work vehicles, equipment, and they'd have millions of dollars of debt in their business, but they, because they personally signed for it along with their LLC, it's on their personal credit report too. And then when they're coming to buy a house or a car, oh my gosh. So what's the workaround? Don't put your name is you personally guaranteeing that debt to mm -hmm. where it's going to be on your credit report. And you can buy all the real estate you want that way, guys. Um, and once you realize that you don't need a W-2, you don't need to have, I mean, you want to have good credit. I get it. But if you don't, it doesn't stop you. Um, there's plenty of people out there who are good people who just had something bad happen to them that maybe their credit took a hit. You are a career crim credit criminal. Stay away from this stuff. Yeah. And it's just, I just like to point that out too, that I feel like it's just those who are new or, you know, or just maybe don't understand that subject to or seller financing or wrap mortgage is not the same. It's not interchangeable with assuming a loan. So just make sure like we have that written down. The seller might say, oh, like an assumable mortgage. Um, it's like it, but it is not it. So, mm -hmm. okay. Um, can you buy a creative finance deal as an LLC and put it under a holding company so you get asset protection? Not looking for legal advice, just looking to know if it is possible to put the property under the LLC. So, I mean, you could take deed in a land trust. You could take deed in an LLC. You could take deed in your own name, right? Uh, depends on what you want to do. However, I will tell you what we do, and this is not legal advice. We always recommend you talk to your own attorneys. But what we do is we deed the property into a land trust because that gives us a lot of privacy, right? And on our land trust documents, you're going to have a beneficiary who benefits from that land trust. That's our LLC. That's what we do. And again, yeah, that's not legal advice. This is just what we do in education. Always consult your uh, attorneys and then also doing all the entity structuring per 
yeah, get a real estate attorney too. Make yeah. sure you have a real estate real estate attorney, attorney a real estate CPA. Um, definitely connect with folks like Prime Corporate Services. Um, you don't want to have just one LLC for all your properties. We definitely have a few. I had someone bring me a sub two deal. I think I have seen that you all say you don't like to do sub two. So that is a great comment. Um, we don't technically do sub two. We say sub two because that's what people know. But no, Joe actually has made a couple of podcast hosts kind of yeah. make their head spin um, that we do buy with what is called a wraparound mortgage or I've heard it termed mirror wrap. Or just a wrap. Or a wrap. Um, it's really almost the same thing as sub two. All of the difference is when you do a wraparound mortgage, you're creating a new mortgage. What's a mortgage? Not going to a bank and getting a loan. It's a series of documents. It's a promissory note promising that your land trust is going to make the payments. The reason why I like the promissory note, aka the wraparound versus sub two, is because if the buyer doesn't pay, the seller could foreclose and get their property back. When you do a subject two, there's no note created. There's no instrument for them to file to get the property back. Instrument? Yeah, I went there, right? <laughs> So that's why I prefer a wrap. It does all the same things. If you're buying it, you should do it on a wrap. Um, I think sub two just has like a catchier name. But if you're doing this the right way to protect the buyer and the seller, you should always do it with a wrap. Yep. And uh, here's the other deal too. To be quite honest with you, a seller, a seller has no clue what the difference is. No. Most of the investors who are listening don't have the clue what the difference is. So if somebody brings you a sub two deal, you could still close it as a wrap. It's no different to them, to the seller. They won't know the difference, but we it's have better for them. One buyer who wouldn't buy our deal because it wasn't sub two. Well, then he could kick rocks. <laughs> but we like it because it protects the seller better. Um, That's what we've always done. So yeah, we're feeling a little feisty today. Hey, when you've been on a court <laughs> Zoom for four and a half hours. It's the same spot forever. <laughs> All right, let's talk about leads. I see a couple of questions. Someone said they're posting in, um, I think it was Charlotte, North Carolina. It's popping place there. So having trouble with your Facebook ads. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our Bigger Pockets episode 794, we give away the secret sauce of how we and our clients and our team and all the people that share um, this message of how to get free leads off of Facebook. And so there is a trick to it. Okay. It's not that you can post. There's actually a couple tricks, but you can't just post a few times and then say, oh, it doesn't work and give up. Um, because you could do that literally with a mail drop. We spent thousands of dollars on direct mail the year, I believe was like 2019. 17 was the first drop. Well, 17, we actually got a deal. Yep. One deal out of like thousands, which was great. It was profitable. Well, back then, I think we spent like $4,000. Yeah. Your, each letter costs a dollar twenty-five, including the stamp, pull list, all that stuff. So you get, I don't know, a little over three thousand letters, and you get a one one to one and a half response rate. What what does that mean? What does that even mean? So you spend four thousand dollars. Let's just say send out three thousand letters. When you send out three thousand letters, you're going to get between thirty and forty-five ish calls. And they are not happy campers, most of them. Some of them want to know, how did you get my information? And they're yelling at our answering service, which is Pat Live. That's why we love Pat Live, because I'm not taking those calls. Neither is Jen. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what we do. Um, and you're spending four or $5,000 to get 30, 50 calls. This is why we fell in love with Facebook, because we could join Facebook groups. So I guarantee you, if we join a whole bunch of Facebook groups in Charlotte, North Carolina, not one or two, all of them. The only the ones, not everyone, the, the small Facebook groups that have 200 people in them, I'm not joining those. They usually, I want 10,000 people in the group and more. Uh, and the minute you do that and you join the Facebook groups, now what kind of groups are they? They could be buy and sell groups, garage sale groups. I love Charlotte. Groups. Yeah, I love Charlotte. Moving to Charlotte. Charlotte moms. Yeah, things I love about Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte looking for love. Yeah, like whatever, right? I would like, even go so far as like put up the surrounding 
little towns in certain areas. Also check the county. Like there's just layers upon layers and layers of groups um, that you could just keep searching and joining and adding to it. And then with that, like you have to build out your personal Facebook page. And then I would take it that step further. If you're a true investor and this is your business and not just some little side thing, then you should really have a Facebook business page because there's your credibility. To me, a Facebook page is almost more important than a website. I, that's what I look for when I'm Googling businesses and I want a Facebook page. I want to see live time. Are they posting? Are they active? Who is this person? Can I trust them? And that's so it's all free to be able to do it. Take some time to build out these pages, but you could do that. But then on your personal page, that's where you're joining all of these groups. So on your personal page, is there a nice, beautiful smile in your profile picture or is it your cute dog? Okay, because sometimes people are going to see a picture and make a judgment right there. So with social media, you have the ability to have this no like and trust factor build for you, but you have to put the work in just like one time every post that you make, make it public so everybody can see it. And then through time, make it known that you're buying properties and show real photos of houses, tell people how you're going to help them. And then just stay consistent with it. And is Facebook the end all be all? Absolutely not. So if you're again an investor and you're looking to do this, maybe you know, even if it's just one house a year, you still have to put in the work there, then you want to tell everybody, whether it's on social media or it's driving around for dollars, tell them what to look for if you are looking for houses that way for sale by owners. You could still go on Zillow. Um, you could connect with agents. I see that was a question there. We've done a couple of podcasts now. Check out our YouTube channel, Creative Finance Playbook. Joe talked about what to say to realtors. Um, and it's a little tricky because obviously they are the gatekeeper of the seller. And if they don't understand creative finance, then you've got an extra hoop to jump through. But I think really it all starts in your mindset. So if you're super frustrated and you're telling yourself it doesn't work and you're getting all down and grumpy about it, then those are the results that are going to produce. And that's just the bottom line of it. And so if you can kind of shift to, well, this will work, it's just going to take some time and you can consciously and conscientiously show up day after day after day and put in those efforts, then you will see the rewards. But it's like farming, guys. The day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. And I think in our instant society, it's tricky because we want things to happen so quickly, but great things happen over time. And honestly, you could get a deal next week if you start posting today. I don't know. It has happened. Wait a minute. This isn't some get rich quick overnight <laughs> thing. I mean, I wish it were, but... <laughs> That's bullcrap. I'm out of here. Right? I know, I know. You mean I don't just put one Facebook post in a group and I have millions of leads and like deals are just throwing at me and I... And, I and then just... you actually have to talk to people. And then the worst is when you get a yes to a seller finance deal, but then the numbers don't make sense. And so, you got to cut them loose. Yeah. yeah. So this the really, you know, you have to have persistence and resilience. And so that's where like mindset really matters. And so if you don't have a group that you're showing up to weekly or almost daily pouring into you, pouring into yourself, um, surrounding yourselves with the people that are willing to take the punches like day after day after day, because we're in the trenches together. And so you just saw a couple highlights here. Oh, we might be making a deal. Oh, but you know what you didn't see? Like the five-hour Zoom call we were on trying or to get these people evicted. The deal that where we just signed the paperwork, the seller did. Guys, we started talking to that lady at the end of March 2023. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. End of March is when she reached out to us for the first time. It was like, hey, my name is Michelle. That's our virtual assistant. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. Can you tell us about it, your property? legitly guys it was like the march 28th or something and we followed up and we followed up guys it is the 16th of january and here we are finally closing okay so yeah that took some people are luckier mike here says it only took him 40 days so he up. took the facebook tips got a house under contract closed on december 6th repaired to advertise placed a tenant buyer moved in yesterday Ring that bell. Holy moly. Follow most of your tips and advertise. So advice. So good job. And so it is possible. Like I said, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know how long it's going to well, take. We had one of our clients, our high school, or he was a college oh, athlete. Jacob. Jacob. He did his first deal, guys, in three days. But he called how many people? Hundreds. He just sat there and called Fizbo Zillow listings. He was putting out the blue ad in Facebook groups. He was calling Zillow listings. Yeah. And the funny thing was he started with us like on a Thursday, uh, Friday 
went by. Saturday went by. He freaked out on Sunday. He's like, oh my gosh, the lady just said yes to seller financing on a house. This is a deal. Um, and I kind of joked around with him like, buddy, you've been here for three days. What took so long? But he <laughs> did. Like, I'm sorry. He took it serious. I'm like, that's fantastic. And did the deal, got a great check and then went back to college. So yeah. that's the neat thing about this, guys. You never know who you're talking to when you're talking to a seller. One of the messages we got on Facebook, one of these posts, the lady writes 900000 and it's yours. Yeah. This is a $1.8 million property she wanted to sell in Marco Island, Florida. Now we made that deal, right? Because why? Because it was half off. Marco Island, Florida, which is a ritzy island outside of Naples. Super nice if you've never been there. It's the sixth most affluent place in the country. So why would somebody in a high-end area want to sell their property for half off from some Facebook post? Like almost doesn't make sense. Well, it does. She was in a situation where her property needed work. Mm -hmm. She actually had a window missing. So every time it rained, it rained into the porch, right? Um, it needed $240,000 worth of renovations by the time everything was done, $240,000, $250,000 by the time it was done. So she did not want to put it on the market and have all the neighbors and people in the community see the pictures of what it looked like online. She was slightly embarrassed, number one. Number two, she wanted a quick, easy, fast sale and didn't want to have to deal with any of the stuff. So when we think about why would people do this, you never know. And you never know who you're going to talk to. Mm -hmm. So when you put these posts out there, treat every one of these as an opportunity that you never know. It could be a life changing check that you will receive off that one deal it's it's always a possibility so i take every lead that we get very serious um and i know jen's the same way mm -hmm. and we will follow up with you forever if you come into our jen and joe's world um we will follow up with you to forever until that property is sold to somebody else or you're just going to not sell it and then we'll still find out if you want to sell it right so um we've got people in our crm that we've been following up since 2020 and they're still not ready to sell yet, but they think they're getting closer. So follow-up is where the fortune is, and that's the key to this business. So if the first Facebook post or your 10th Facebook post didn't work, guess what? You should be doing five-ish to 10-ish a day. Mm -hmm. And if you do that consistently, you're going to hit jackpot on one of these posts where you get a lot of inquiries. Yep. Now I'm going to give you a tip first. It's going to sound kind of funny, but this stuff works. When you're going to make your face your first post in a group that you just joined, Facebook has a new rule they did. I don't know how long it rolled out, months ago, six months ago, I don't know. <laughs> but they have to, um, they make the admins of these groups, a lot of times, approve your very first post. So if your very first post says, you know, I'm looking to buy a house, you might find some admins who are like, nope, don't want to do that. Sometimes you've got admins in these groups who are just so terrible, they don't approve anything because they just got so many incoming posts, right? And they just sit there in this limbo. Um, I'm part of this one group in upstate New York. It's some real estate one. We use it sometimes for our properties. So I asked if I could be an admin in there too. Guys, we've got 276 posts that people want to approve that are just sitting there in limbo that nobody's approving. So if that one group doesn't work because there's a lazy admin like Joe, and I don't have time to go do all that. And the guy who runs it definitely doesn't touch any of it. Just find more groups. They're all out there. And I'm not lazy. I just don't have time to be approving 276 posts. Yeah. And take that extra step and ask him, hey, could you use an extra hand <laughs> yeah. being an admin? And then your posts will always get approved. Yay. And then my very first post when I put into a group, anytime I join a new group. So there's a few places in Florida I'm really targeting that I really like to buy in and I want to buy more in. And we are. So what I do is I join groups in that area. And my first post is nothing to do with real estate related. But if you do, here's what I would do. I make the very first post. And if you're going to do it real estate related, make the, the post, hit submit. Right as you submit it, it's going to say, um, need post submitted, waiting for admin approval. If that's the case and you know that's going to happen, I go back into that post, I edit it. So they don't see my first one's real estate related because some of these admins, you never know. So then I just put best place for a men's haircut. And I get hundreds 
of messages in that group telling me all the different barbershops in town to go to. You should start asking for the best key lime pie. That was another. Yeah, we live close to Anna Maria Island in Florida. And there was this random lady, no idea, asked like, where's the best key lime pie on Anna Maria Island? There's like 276 responses. Like it's something, People right? People are serious about their pie. Don't mess around down here in your pie, y'all. So here's what happens is, you know, that act, that group is really active. You know, people are going to be throwing out their opinion. So guess what happens if I were to put my blue post in that group where 276 people talk about key lime pie? I know I'll be getting a crap ton of leads out of that group. Now, if I put the men's haircut question in the group and nobody responds, some of these groups, for some reason, there's just no action going. It's like a ghost town. So you'll find what ones, and it just takes a couple of these things that take off before you're overwhelmed with incoming leads and you can't keep up. And we have a lot of clients who are like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I like this question. Won't it look too businessy or salesy having a business Facebook page? No, I don't. I think it looks kind of scammy if you don't, quite honestly. <laughs> like, I think that if you don't have it, I mean, you... If you have a page, then you can link it to your pro- profile page. So it'll say like works at Gen Buys 585. So it just gives you, I think, more credibility. And it gives you a whole page to showcase how you can help people without flooding your personal profile page. Because like my 5,000 friends, they probably don't care that I can buy houses. So I'll slip it in there once in a while. 80-20 rule, right? 80% life stuff, 20% real estate. But my business page, that's where I can go live. I can talk about how I'm helping sellers, the situations that they're in, maybe showcase like some before and after photos and really give more of a picture of behind the scenes in the real estate side. And so I wouldn't kind of look at it as salesy. I mean, you are buying properties. So you're not, you're not selling, you're buying. So that's really just a, a chance to showcase who you are. And then do I direct people from my personal Facebook to my business page? Yeah, absolutely. Well, how do I know you're real? Well, sir, check out my Facebook business page here. I have some reviews, actually, some videos from my sellers who gave testimonies about how easy this process was. Like back when we used to do things in person, we even had videos of our sellers where we'd go to the closing table and we had little chat outside the office afterwards. So having all of that to show people is so valuable and I love it because it's authentic it's real and I'm not hiding behind some I buy houses stock photo like some other people do I'm just putting it all out there I got nothing to hide I'm just simply a husband and wife team looking to buy a house that's that easy guys and when you feel like you're like hiding behind stock I buy houses and it's not a very personal thing they don't know who you are the like and trust factor vanish so that's why we purposely mindfully put content on our pri- our personal pages that it's open to everybody. And then if they need to see more, that's when I'm going to send them to our business page where you could check out more. And believe it or not, uh, we have a property in Rochester right now that we're offering rent to own. We just got the property back, gorgeous house, nice neighborhood. And we started posting into these Facebook groups that we have a rent to own property. And some knucklehead was like, this is a scam. And of course, I'm like, we've been doing this here since 2017. Like, did you check out our Facebook page? Because we have like countless videos of people who we've helped turn renters into homeowners. And of course, they vanish and disappeared because they're just a knucklehead. But I could refer them back to the business page and be like, hey, look at look at all the stuff we're doing. Did you even look at that? Um, and so that's why that's important. Yeah. Uh, a couple other good questions popping in here. Um, personally, do we have a buy box? on the Facebook group? Like, is it for what we buy or? Um, always appreciate the value. Do you have a, your buy box on the Facebook group? No, we don't have like a certain criteria. Um, cash flowing properties, guys. That's what I want. I want cash flowing properties. Possibly turnkey. If, mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's turnkey, even better. And that's what a lot of these creative deals we buy. Uh, by the way, Becky sent us photos of this house. Nice. It's nice. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, in the very beginning, we did a seller call. Make sure you... Uh, Check it out when we post the replay on where podcasts are and or YouTube. And yeah, this strategy we talk about posting in Facebook groups, it will attract everybody. So <laughs> that's a great thing. You want to be like, you know, the friendly real estate investor in the area. So you can make some really great connections with possible wholesalers who don't know creative so that you can maybe buy one of their deals that was going to be dead anyway. We've done that before. Um, you might need a lawn care person in that area when you do find a property. So connections there will be great. So boots on the ground are a real thing. Definitely 
don't think of people as being like a negative or annoying. Just like, think about it as like, these are, these are your people, right? You're building out your network. So don't look at it as like an annoying thing to do or that you're wasting your time because you're truly not. If you're on social media for this purpose and you're not just like fighting in the comments and calling other people scams, then like you're here doing well. Spot on. Yeah. And I'm going to, for the folks who are actually watching on YouTube or right now live, I mean, like this is this lady's kitchen. It's a turnkey house, guys. This is not some like junk house. Um, it's really nice, actually. So don't fight with people in the in the, in the comment section because I put on my Facebook page today that you don't wrestle with pigs because you'll both get muddy and the pigs will love it, right? So do not have to argue with these folks. Um, I always say, or Jen, you know, we're just a couple looking to buy a house in the area. Mm -hmm. If it's a rent-to-own property, nope, not a scam. I love help turning renters into homeowners, like period. And if they want to continue... Once again, go kick rocks. You can just block them, yeah. And then I see a question here from Daniel. Um, a situation with the divorce going on. The agent said they want their names away from each other because she wants nothing to do with him. I didn't mention anything about taking over payments, and she happened to say that. Perfect opportunity for sub two is they are in a hole selling, but that would be the pushback. Yeah, sometimes divorces are tricky. Well, they're messy because obviously. a lot of times they do. They want to get the heck away from each other as far and as fast as possible. And then with them both still be tying to maybe the mortgages in both names, that could be a problem. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible. We've done the divorce deals before, but man, the majority of those um, are very- The ex and... comes back looking for her equity and we're like, there was none. <laughs> yeah, we bought it for what you owe on it. And that was even too much after we walked through. Um I so, ran through it and ran back out. Oh, yeah. I was walking through the house looking for her. She was sitting out in the car. But guys, now this is back in the day when we used to go to properties. Now we've, we've kind of figured out how we send people to the properties for us, mm -hmm. give us the idea of estimates for repairs, pictures, videos. We go to one house a year, if that, and it's more just to make content for social media. Um, we buy and I, and we did one deal. It was 35 minutes from us in Clearwater. Never went to it. I don't know. I just, my old age, I don't want to be driving all these houses. And well, I know some people love doing it. That's cool, but you don't need to. You don't have to. Um, but yeah, I think I know that was always a really big question too. Maybe we'll end with that. Um, is how do you do this virtually? Well, if you heard on the call earlier, you find a really great realtor if you need one in the area, or at least somebody that you could connect with to help you maybe walk the property. Um, in this case, we were doing a quick little flip. It just needed a couple of things and then we were going to list it with him. But just connecting, this is a people business. So you have to learn to trust people. Um, you have to put yourself out there. It doesn't always 100% go perfectly. We can vouch for that. Um, but you... That's why we buy real estate non-recourse debt. So, you know, we don't get into large pickles where it, it can go, go really crazy. But at the end of the day, um, you really just have to take the chance, um, have kind of protocol and systems and processes in place. And again, like having that network. So that's why we really love sharing different areas of the country that we do business in. We have certain people we can recommend, but, you know, just get into one area, know it really well and build that confidence and just take the messy, massive action. I always say that because I was scared when he started dragging me to these houses. And then when he started talking creative financing, we didn't even call it that back in 2016. It was the pretty house business, which I'm like, what the heck is that? And even that was a mindset shift. I was like, well, why would we not make this ugly house beautiful? That's what you do, right? Fix and there was a flipper flop and fixer upper, all those TV shows. But then when I really understood the value of creative financing of we don't have to put all this money into these properties, but we could make a lot of money and we could help a lot of people. That's where like the light bulb mo moments happen. And just because not everybody is doing it doesn't mean that you can't. It just means you have to get the right education, surround yourself with the right people and get your hands dirty, roll up your sleeves and, and start doing the work. But I had to say. Creative financing has been so much easier oh my than any Burr strategy we ever did. Yeah, y'all heard when I made the post, Burr sucks. It and does. It, and it does, guys. It does. I mean, you're having to pay cash. You're having to manage contractors. You're having to put in renters. You're then hoping that your appraisal comes back well. And let me tell you, as many times you think they're going to, they also sometimes don't. Yeah. Because um, you can never predict that. You don't know what the market is. And sometimes a job that might take a little bit longer to renovate, that could cost you some money. Your money could literally just get stuck. Stuck. And then what are you going to do? You're going to refinance the property for 30 years to barely make any money per month. 
and one hot water tank goes or a furnace goes and you got to replace it like we are for $7,000 the one property. Um, there's your whole profit zipped away for the next two years mm -hmm. on one repair like that, guys. So, you know, once we learned how to buy these houses without banks, the turnkey beautiful houses like Becky's that I just talked to, mm -hmm. and these pictures are great, guys. And if I could buy this and pay what? Buffalo area, 360000 I'd say closing costs are going to be what? Six, seven grand? Mm -hmm. I bet you seven grand. Seven, eight. Seven, eight grand, we're into a deal on a turnkey, beautiful house, beautiful neighborhood that we could put in a renter. We love rent to own. So that's what we'll do. And our, our renter will give us 20, 30, 40,000 to move into that property. Once they do, you've got no more cash tied in the deal and you're making money at a two and a half percent interest rate, guys. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. It don't make sense. So the reason why I like the pretty house business better, this grade of finance is because guys, managing contractors, having to do all that, um, I'll be just very honest with you guys, I hate having to pick out what color paint, what kind of flooring, what kind of cabinets. I don't care. And I can't stress that enough. I, that's not my, I don't care. I want to be able to get this property up and moving. Mm -hmm. And so this is why I love the pretty houses because that one we're buying, it don't need anything, right? And the quick flips that we're doing, it's nice, quick, you know, turn around, put some money back in the, in the bank. But the strategy of buying it and then placing a tenant buyer Again, you get paid with their front end um, non-refundable option deposit, which again, we're looking for a minimum around 10% of that purchase price. And then that monthly cash flow and then that big back end check when we cash them out. And so that's a lot of fun. I like doing that. And right off appreciation, all the things, um, it's just wonderful. So that's why we kind of talk about it, share what's currently working, yep. share what we're currently doing. And obviously you can see- That was a fun, fun video. Like we didn't plan any of that. Like Stuff's just popping off. Popped off. So there are more questions we'll have to get to next time. But thank you as always for tuning in, everybody. And uh, maybe we'll do some more live seller calls. That was kind of exciting. You know what? Um, we can line up because guys, we are getting leads right now. How many leads did we get yesterday? We had 11 leads by noon today. Today today yeah and how many was it 20 something yesterday i didn't count i didn't see it was a lot yeah so we got to get with uh with our team since we've been tied up in a zoom meeting all day <laughs> you guys are way more fun though let me say um although the judge she was nice so i gotta say we'll we'll end with this stay consistent mm -hmm. at taking some action don't let this happen the up and down the roller coaster ride like just if you find yourself going like this and giving up like stop breathe Take a little break and then get back to it. Like Joe's saying, mm -hmm. stay consistent, small steps towards greatness. And that's really the key gang. So thank you for coming once again and joining us live. If you are wanting to listen to this or much more, create a finance playbook on all the podcast um, channels. Same thing, create a finance playbook with our YouTube channel. But you should also join our Facebook group, mm -hmm. uh, create a finance playbook with Jen and Joe. Inside of the group, we share deals. We're sharing, we go live sometimes. Our clients are sharing some of the deals that are available in there too. So if you want to see that, guys, make sure you join the group. It is awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, go take that action. Go do some deals. Go get it, y'all. Have a good one. Bye. See you guys.